Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Well, good morning. Isn't it nice to come and do communion together? Amen. Well, today we are starting a brand new series called Armed and Dangerous. It's going to be awesome. Come on. That's why we've got this guy up here. During worship, I was like, who's that? That guy's tall. No, but today uh, we're starting this series, but I'm going to jump right in. And if you're okay with taking notes fast, I'm going to be fast, but on purpose. Okay, you ready? All right, Ephesians. Ephesians 6, 10 to 14 says, finally. Okay, this is at the end of Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, to, to Ephesus. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God, so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full, everybody say full, armor of God. You notice here, and I'm going to talk about it a couple times during this message, you notice here he doesn't just say put on some armor. You know that this is God's armor. I've read this so many times and this week I'm like, oh yeah, it's God's armor. Right? We read it, we read and read. It's God, he's giving us a gift. It's his armor. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Everybody say firm. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Let's pray. Lord, thank you today. Thank you that you are giving us this armor. Lord, this is one of the most untapped gifts that we kind of look over and we read it, and we're like, oh, that sounds awesome. But Lord, I pray that as we go through this series, God, we've, we've, we've talked the last few months um, about all sorts of great things. Lord, some fundamentals of the faith. But I pray that as we go through the, your armor, and as you give it to us, Lord, that we would really put it on. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. So today, I'm going to ask you a question. What's your plan? Paul says that there will be evil. It's not saying there might be. They're saying there's stuff that's going to come. There's going to be some struggle. There's an enemy out there that wants to hunt us down. Right? The Bible says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I love what, what Jesus says here though. I have come that you may have life and have life to the full. Right? Not just some life, but life to the full. So the enemy's coming to do some damage, but God says, hey, listen, I've got it all worked out. I've got this amazing gift for the church. It's called the armor of God. It's his armor. And there's six pieces to the armor. So what's your plan? The enemy has a plan, right? What? Still kill, steal, kill, and destroy. Right? What's our plan? Does the church have a plan? Do you know what is at your disposal? Do you know you have these amazing gifts, this amazing 
piece of armor. God has given us something very special and unique. His armor. So today we're going to talk about the first piece. And it's the belt of truth. You're like, wait a second, Pastor Landon. If I read this correctly, we're supposed to put on a belt first. That doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. So when I get up in the morning, I put this on, I put this on, I put this on, and then I put a belt on. Anybody out there like that? I got my belt on, right? I, got, I put my belt on every day. But you know what? It's usually the last thing I put on. So I was like, man, I got to research this because I'm not quite understanding why it's called a belt. So we're going to talk about that today. You know, so let's, we're going to come back to that, but let's remember quickly who the enemy is. The enemy is not each other. It's not flesh and blood. It's not the people in your home. It's not your in-laws, okay? It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's not your kids. It's not the people at work. Those are not your enemies. Those are sons and daughters of the living God. Right? And we get offended, we get offended, right? And so they become, people start becoming our enemies. And we start wrestling against these things that really we don't have to wrestle with. No, no, no. The devil is the enemy. The devil is deceptive. He is a master illusionist. An illusion is something that is deceiving by producing a false or misleading impression on reality. That's what it is. That's an illusion. It's false. It's saying, hey, this is here, but no, it's not really there. You know, I know a lot of us maybe judge people, right? I was talking to a friend of mine this week. I said, you know, when I was younger, people would tell me, it's like, hey, this, hey, you, I was maybe new somewhere. And they say, this is Joe. And Joe is this, 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 and this. And they give me some negative things about Joe. I was like, man, Joe's kind of a bad guy. And then when I met Joe, I thought he was a great guy. We got to be very careful because there's going to be people come in as well to be used by the enemy. And they're going to try to say, hey, this is what you should think. This is what you should think about this person. You know what? Find out for yourself what that person is like. You know, we do that with race a lot of times in America. Oh, this race is this. This race is that. This race is this because you had one bad incident or someone tells you, oh yeah, this is what's going on over here. God says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood enemies. We're wrestling. We're in a fight with the enemy. And you know what? We go into combat a lot of times as Christians with nothing on. We got some jeans on and a nice shirt. But we're not putting on that spiritual armor that God says, here, you can have this on all the time. You can have this every day. You can wake up in the morning and say, God, I need the belt of truth. I need your truth wrapped around me, surrounding me. Because what? God's truth is light. You know, strapping on the belt of truth allows us to stand firm right? So when the enemy comes, you want to be standing firm. You don't want to be like off balance. You want to know the truth because the Bible says the truth will set you free. So strapping on the belt of truth allows you to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Right away you're going to know, hey, I know what the schemes are. I know what the, I know what the devil's going to be doing. I know his tricks. I know what he puts on the line, right? When he's trying to reel me in. 
right? I know what the bait is. And then number two, strapping on the belt of truth gives you freedom you wouldn't have otherwise. People are like, oh, well, if I go to church, if I'm a Christian, I can't do those things I used to do. I can't be part of this thing that's going on over here. You know what? If you're in the Lord and you're strapping all that stuff on, you have true freedom because you're in Jesus. You don't have to worry about the old garbage you used to think was great. Right? You've traded in the Chevrolet for the Ford. Come on, people. Come on, church. We're preaching today. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Strapping on the belt of truth gives you the freedom you wouldn't have otherwise. This amazing, beautiful world walking with the Lord. Right? Just imagine the freedom that Adam had in the garden. He walked with God in the cool of the day, enjoying all the beautiful things that God had for him. He had amazing freedom. So number one today, I want us to strengthen our core. Right? So we're going to talk about this word core. So remember, I was a little bit confused about this belt, right? It's just this little strap thing that goes around your waist, hold your pants up. All right, you, youth, you guys have belts, all right? Good. All right, just kidding. That's supposed to be a joke. Um, it's this thing that holds your pants up in our culture, right? So we get a little bit of a different visual when we hear the word belt. So maybe that wasn't exactly the right word to put in there. But so I did some studying. You know, your, your core is comprised of your abdominal muscle groups, right? So really, from like here to here, right? From your chest down to your pelvis. This is kind of your core. And then we've got the people who work out. And they're like, yeah, I know what my core is. I've got a strong core, right? It's the central link in the chain that connects your lower body to your upper body. You know what your core helps you do? It helps you sweep the floor, right? You can feel it. You can feel the. You can feel those muscles. Like, you use your core for a lot of things. If you swing a golf club, whatever you do, a lot of what you do, you use your core. Picking up your kids, picking up the grandkids, you use your core to pick them up. You know, strong core equals balance, resistance to injury, stability. Right. Man, my core is not very strong, okay? So I went and worked out with, with my friend this week. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're good. So he did some workouts with me. And I got home. So that was Friday. I got home. And Saturday morning, I was sore. <laughs> Guess where? Right here. Because everything I did during the workout is I used this part of my body. Um, so our core is good balance, resistant to injury, stability. Also... The difference of standing upright. They have studies saying if you have a strong core as you, as you age, you'll be more upright. If not, you'll, your core is what holds you firm, what holds you steadfast, what holds you up. So the belt of truth is actually more like, listen, I know guys, you're not going to like this word, okay? I just know it because I don't like this word either. The, core, the belt of truth is more like a girdle. A manly girdle, okay? 
Now, if you know what a girdle is, it's something that you put from here to here and you tighten it. Keeps you strong and straight. So I'm not talking about girdles from like the 18, 1900s, okay? But in the armor, in this Roman armor, what was amazing is they had this thing they put on first because it held their everything together. And you know what was amazing about this girdle is they put everything else, they put the breastplate on there and it attached to the girdle. They put all of these things and everything would attach there and they could, if they had one of those robes that was flowy, right? Back then the guys wore the robes, okay? You can't go to battle with a robe on. I know David wouldn't go to battle with a robe on, so guess what? The, the robe gets tucked into the girdle so they could f be moving freely. So this manly girdle, look it says in Ephesians 6, 14, stand, this is in the New King James Version, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. So you're like, Pastor Landon, how, what's the connection here? Now we understand core, right? We understand the belt. We understand that it's not just, you know, a, a cult, in our culture a belt goes here. It's, it's a big deal. It's, it holds together your whole core of your body. In some, some translation it says our loins. But why? Don't forget the whole reason that Paul is mentioning this piece of armor. It's truth. It's all about at our core. We have to be strong. We have to understand what is true. And it has to be at the center of everything that we do. If it's not, when we get in the battle, guess what? We're going to fall. We're not going to be able to stand firm when the enemy starts to attack us with lies. We're not going to be able to stand upright. Because we're not going to know all of the truth. They're like, oh, we'll fall. I guess I'll fall for that. That kind of sounds true. I'm not sure. I haven't read my Bible in a little bit. But I, I'm pretty sure that's probably true. So when we go out and we start hearing stuff on the news and we start hearing people say, well, God's okay with that. Uh, no, he's not. It's right here in verse I read it this morning. Right? And so we need to be girded with his truth around our waist spiritually. Okay, I'm not talking about, we got some new hope girdles coming, right? We're going to print some new hope girdles and uh, we're going to, no. Paul started with this on purpose because it, if we don't have that, if we don't have our core put together with truth, then everything else won't connect properly when we start putting the rest of his armor on. What is at the core of your life? Let's, I want to ask you a question today. What is at your core? What is holding you together? Is it God's truth? Or is it the enemy's lies? Is it something somebody told you? Or if it's something that you figured out for yourself? Listen, don't let your pastor be the only guy who reads you the Bible. Don't let your pastor be the only one who, who opens up the word. You dig in there and get the truth for you. How can we stand firm when the enemy is approaching? We can stand firm by being prepared with the truth. If we don't have the truth at our core, then what will we have? 
the enemy will beat us every time. And you're like, oh, the enemy keeps beating me. We got to get some truth at the core. Number two, truth is God's opinion on every matter. All right? Truth is God's opinion on every matter. Generally speaking, our culture isn't one that, t that takes strongly to the truth, right? It's like, hey, truth is relative, okay? Right? It's relative to what your background is or how you grew up or, or what you think about this. No, no, no. If we're Bible-believing, God-fearing, church-going, I don't know the next one, then we're, God's opinion on the truth is all that matters. And I don't know if you've read this lately, but sometimes it's, it's offensive. Like, are you sure, God? Like, that's offensive in our culture. But it doesn't matter because truth is God's opinion on every matter. Every Christian, many people who call themselves Christ followers are having a hard time at their core because they, I don't want to offend this person. And we can definitely do that better. We can love people better. Oh, that's old school, Pastor Landon. God's the same today, yesterday, and forever, so it's new school. Amen? Look what it says in Ephesians uh, 4, 14 to 15. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves. Listen, he's talking to those of us that maybe our core is a little weak with our truth. Look, look what it says. If we're infants in the face, we're tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of the people in their deceitful scheming. Right? They're being used by the enemy. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will, be, we will grow to become a, in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. Listen, I don't want to be tossed and turned by every wave of teaching that comes along. I want to be upright. I want to have the truth girded around my waist. I want to have a six-pack in Jesus' name at my core. Amen? I'm not talking about physically, okay? But listen, I got a little thing I got to show you. So I, got, I need a helper. All right, come on, man. Can you help me? You help me today? Maybe. This is heavy. You want to grab that? Wait, don't put it on you. Just bring it out. Okay, so what's your, tell everybody your name. Zach. Zach. Okay, come on, Zach. So Zach has got a backpack here. And so, uh, Zach, do you mind just putting that backpack on for me? Okay. But don't strap anything up. Just put it on. All right. So Zach, just kind of, just kind of go down the stairs. Um, um, go over here and then come back up for me. I just want to see how it goes, okay? All right, he's a strong guy. I know this. But when I was, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of backpacking. I bought this backpack and uh, hiked all over Colorado and in Maine and all that kind of stuff. And man, I love this backpack. Why? Listen, you could put, listen, back then I was 90 pounds, Zach, okay? 90 pounds. Not really. I was about 110, but same thing. 
So I didn't weigh much, all right? And this bag was really heavy up here. Did you notice that? Come on, yeah, you noticed a little bit, okay. He's like, no, I'm, I'm a tough guy. It's not heavy at all. Um, but guess what was amazing about this backpack? Let's see here, I'm gonna fix it for you. Okay, there you go. Okay, that's good. Okay, now, now Zach, tell me, tell me something. Where did the the weight, where did the weight go once we once we got it on your core? Core here, core here. Where did the what happened? Shoulders. It left the shoulders and went to your to your core, right? And so it was amazing because you could take a forty. Now go for a walk. Tell me now you now you're gonna skip and hop and stuff because you're a tough guy. How's it feel now? That's still the same. You're messing up my illustration here. Um, so what I noticed that Zach isn't noticing is that all the weight took was on my shoulders shifted to my core. Thanks, man. Give him a big round of applause. Um, but what I noticed when I, would, when I would strap on this part and I would strap this part on my balance would be a lot better when I was when I was trekking or when I, wherever I was going. Um, having that peace, so so having that peace, that having that truth wrapped around our waist, the core at our core. Here's a couple of things if you want to write them down. They won't be up here, but number one, they give support to the core, right? So it'll support you. Number two held and stabilized other pieces of armor. We talked about that a little bit. Three, it secured the tunic. So remember we talked about they had this long flowing tunic. It would bring that up so you could be, you could move around freely when you're fighting in, in, in battle. Remember, we don't fight physically, we fight spiritually. Then number four, made you hands free, right? Imagine going into battle and you're constantly like messing with your other clothing and you're running around and you're trying to figure out how to, how to like grab your sword and you're dropping stuff. So it helped you be hands-free. And then the fifth one, and I want to pause on this for a moment, is it bore the weight. Think about this weight for a minute. It bore the weight. It relieved pressure from the shoulders. You know that normally Roman soldiers with their food rations and everything that they carried around was 66 pounds, maybe more. But if they didn't have that girdle on that held them together and that held everything on, all of the weight would be on their shoulders. Kind of like that hiking pack. All of the weight would be up here. And soon, if you've, if you've carried a bag long enough, you know. Or a baby, right? Remember those? You go, I remember when Emma was younger, we'd strap her on and take her to the zoo. And all day, we'd be lugging her around. And after a while, it gets hard. You get tired. 
But look what it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, And this is where we get the truth. This is where we understand the core. And this is why we, how we understand why God has given us this specific thing, truth, around us. Look at this. Uh, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I don't know if Jacob's in the house. Look at this. Jesus' yoke is easy. Now, if you know what a yoke is back in the day, you take two animals, you take a younger animal, that they're fresh off the boat, they're fresh, they haven't worked the ground before, and then you take the older, more experienced one, and you yoke them together. And the more experienced one says, hey, come this way, and they're connected but you know what's amazing about this yoke is it's tailor-made. It's well-fitted specifically for this animal to do the work. So that's why he's saying your Jesus yoke is easy, not because it makes lighter demands, right? Because we're all called to a standard. We're all called to the truth. It's not like, oh, well, if you're a Christian, you get, there's no... You don't have to, it's a lighter standard. No, no, no. It's that Jesus is the one who knows where you're going. And he's bringing you in and saying, hey, I'm connecting you with me. And we're going to do this thing together. I've got the truth wrapped around your waist. I am the truth. And we're going to do this thing together. Because I want to see you succeed. I want to see you have life and life to the full. Amen. It was well-fitted. It was tailor-made. It represents this discipleship journey that you're going to go on with the Lord. Listen, if your yoke is hard and your burden is heavy, then we can say it isn't his yoke and isn't his burden. You aren't letting him bear the weight. You aren't strapping, listen, like that backpack, you're not strapping the truth around. You're just grabbing any backpack that looks fine. Right, young person, you're getting any relationship that looks okay, and you're strapping it on there. Jesus said it plainly, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's see the spiritual connection. Without the belt of truth, without that girdle of truth, you are left with burden, the burden of the responsibility of carrying the full weight of your breastplate. Your own, what's breastplate? That's next week. Breastplate of righteousness. Can we carry our own righteousness? We try to, right? It's like, oh, I'm trying to carry my own righteousness. I'm trying to put it on. But wait, you didn't put truth. You didn't wrap it around your waist. There's nothing to connect the breastplate of righteousness to. 
Instead of God fulfilling your requirement of righteousness, you were on the hook for it. Instead of God making you acceptable in His sight through the sacrifice of His Son on the cross, you are somehow trying to be responsible, providing for yourself salvation. Good luck with that, right? But with God's truth strapped around your body, listen, you are relieved of that pressure. The weight of the world on your shoulders already was placed on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on the cross. God's word, his truth, reveals that righteousness has been given to you through faith in Christ. It's a free gift, church. It's free, 100% guaranteed to last for eternity. This isn't going to last 10 years. Like they say, your dryer is going to last. It's, it's guaranteed. I don't know if you're excited. I'm excited. It's free indeed. It's freeing you from living with the weight of all that on your shoulders. Look what it says in John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Maybe someone came in this morning. Let's bow our heads for a moment. The last thing today is... The truth is freeing. The truth is freeing. Can we stand for a moment and bow our heads? Often when, when God wants to move you forward to the next level with Him, He may require you to tuck in your tunic, right? To re, he may restrict certain things within the boundaries set by his truth. Right? He might be like, hey, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to tuck that in. When you're willing to submit, true freedom awaits. You cannot advance against the enemy successfully and keep from tumbling unless you're willing to submit to God's truth. The full truth and nothing but the truth. So that's my question today, church. Are you willing to submit to all of it? To all the truth? Are you willing to allow God to give you all the truth? To strengthen your core by His truth? If you are, just place your hand on your, on your, on your middle section here. And pray this prayer. Lord, give me the belt of truth. I am submitting 100% to you. Help everything that I put on after this be all about you, your righteousness. And Lord, help me understand when I'm in the battle that all I need is your truth at my core. 
And as we go, bless us. In Jesus' name. The church said, amen. Come on, let's give it up for the Lord today. Amen. Hey, listen, you can put on the truth every morning, every night. My challenge for the church this week, read Ephesians 6, 10 to 20 every day. Don't forget your food.